everybody back to Top Shelf Talks Hockey Stripes Edition here. Toward the end of August, things are starting to get heated up. I've already seen the schedules come out for September and October here in our area, and the travel hockey is starting, along with uh, Rec Youth League starting probably middle of September. I know some of the northern teams, they start a little bit later down here in the southeast. They get started pretty much right at Labor Day, right after Labor Day. Also, the adult leagues for the summer and the uh, summer high school leagues, I know, are wrapping up. I got to do a couple of championship games today in our local adult league. Things are really happening here. Again, uh, a lot of conferences and a lot of Zoom meetings going on, a lot of Zoom uh, classes going on, so make sure you get signed up for that. USA Hockey registration completed. Get your registration in. Get all your stuff done. I've been fortunate enough to finish up mine early this year, which is kind of odd for me, but... I was committed to get it done over the summer this year and not wait like I usually do until October. Uh, everything is uh, ready to go for the 23-24 season. Apologize, everybody. I didn't get anything out last week. For this week, I found on social media a very interesting situation that a poll had put out on Facebook. And I did quite a bit of research to see. They claimed that they couldn't find it in the casebook either. And unfortunately, I couldn't. On this situation, we're going to just kind of break it down and see what how it pans out here. It revolves around some coincidental minor penalties and a coincidental or a coincidental minor penalty and a major penalty, uh, which I know when you're out there on the ice and you, your motions are, you know, you broke up a scrum or something to cause a major penalty and you're trying to sort it out. So I know on the ice, it can get really difficult to kind of focus and say, okay, this is how the penalties should be assessed, especially the youth classification because it is different than adult. And I'm going to go over a couple of things that you need to keep in mind if you're trying to do game management for the adult league versus a high school league or even a uh, Bantam, something along that lines where you may come across this. So I'm going to read it verbatim from Paul. I'm going to read it verbatim and then we'll go back down and break down the situation as he lays it out. Had an interesting situation tonight in the beer league game and my partner and I were 100% sure that we set the penalty times correctly, USA Hockey Rulebook, but beer league. Want to have a better understanding in case this situation comes up again. Play gave white team a five-minute major, followed by a scrum right after the incident where we assessed a two-minute coincidental minors to the same white player and a player on the dark who initiated the scrum. Now, by rule, the five-minute major gets served first, followed by a two-minute minor, but since the two-minute minor were minors were coincidental, we ran those concurrently with the five-minute major. Do we have this correct? It didn't seem right, essentially, to have Dark never a man down as coincidentals would have resulted in a five-on-five five for two minutes plus a whistle without the five-minute penalty. Then White would have had been down a man for seven minutes. We searched around the casebook for a few minutes after the game to see if we could find something about the situation but didn't come across anything. Okay, so let's break down the situation here. One of these two officials have a five-minute major on their arm. So they haven't blown the whistle, five-minute major occurred. They blew the whistle, and a scrum ensued, in which they then assessed an additional two-minute penalty, I'm guessing for roughing, they didn't say, and a two-minute roughing penalty for the other team. Right now, you have a major and a minor for the white team, and you have a minor for the dark team. And that's the situation when they went over to the penalty box. Let's go to the rule book and see how to assess this. Now, a couple of things that I found in the rule book, and I'm with Paul. I couldn't find anything in all of what I call the USA math, where they give you all these little plus minus and stuff, where we had a major and a minor assessed to one player. And at the same time on the clock, they assessed a minor to the other player. I, I scurried everybody 
If somebody finds it, please put a comment on the podcast because I'd love to know where you found it. I searched for a long time and could not find it in the rule book. A couple of things. Under the rule 403, major penalties, says a player assessed a major, it's, it's served first, and they mentioned that in the post. So we know that for sure. So on the clock, if we break it down, we would have five-minute major that has to get served first by, by the white jersey player. You have a coincidental two-minute minor penalty that then needs to be served by the dark player. What I would do, and again, I could not find this in the rule book. If anybody find it, please tell me where. The major penalty first well, for the player that had the five-minute major, and then the other person just does a coincidental two-minute. On, on eighth strength, out of the face-off should be four players for white because he has the major and five players for dark because he had the coincidental minor. Now, when you have it on the board, in this case, even though it's a coincidental minor, can't release that dark player because they have the five on the board. So he has to sit for the two minutes plus the whistle because he can't get released. And then the other player has to serve a full seven minutes of penalty time. And it's a coincidental minor so when it expires they'll still be down one and if a goal is scored then you you have to take it out because of on-ice strength it's all about the on-ice strength when it comes to this situation so what i would do in this case is have the timekeeper do the five minute major and then back it up by a two minute minor penalty no it's seven minutes but it's two penalties and it'll show up you know the five minute because the thing is if that's goal if that's if a goal is scored Against the team while the five-minute major's on, he doesn't come out because he's got a major penalty. So, And then the other player has to serve two minutes. The timekeeper does not put that on the board. He has to serve his two-minute and a whistle, and then he'll come out onto the ice. But the on-ice strength stays the same at five on four. White team is down five, uh, down four, and the dark team has five. So it's a power play basically for the full five minutes and then you just make him serve the other two but it doesn't go on the clock because it was a coincidental minor so the on-night strength for five minutes is going to be five on four the other one is a coincidental he just has to serve the time so that that'll just nullify out uh, but you do have to release the other player the dark player after his two minutes served and a whistle don't release him because then you'll have all kind of craziness on the ice because you're the wrong ice strength again just to break it down and summarize on this one you're going to be on ice strength for five minutes, no matter what, because it's a major penalty. So if they score, it doesn't matter. Nobody substitutes for five minutes. Then it goes to five on five for the original, but the guy still has to serve that two minute additional penalty. A couple of things to note that I was going to give for everybody as pointers, confusing, especially if you're doing adult league and then you switch over to youth or whatever for adult league. There is a caveat in the rule book under major penalty 403 and even on the minor penalty, is that if a penalty expires, and you have to put what we call a substitute. So this would work for a 2 and a 10. So if you assess an adult league, let's say boarding, 2-minute minor penalty and a 10-minute misconduct, normally you would place a substitute player in the box with the offending player to be what they call the release person, the release person. So at the end of the 2-minute penalty, that, that substitute comes out and goes on the ice to take the place of the player because he still has to serve the 10-minute ten, ten misconduct. In adult league, you don't have to do that substitute player. There is a provision in here that it says that for adult league, the team is not required to place an additional player on the penalty box. 
they are permitted to replace the penalized player on the ice from the player's bench upon expiration of the major penalty. This is the same for a minor penalty. Again, going if you had stacked uh, misconduct behind that. So that's a good thing to know because, you know, a lot of players, you know, they don't get real happy. They got to sit in the box with their buddy for two minutes because their buddy did something stupid. They don't want to have to take their playing time. So USA Hockey recognizes that. And under those adult league classifications, I've done it many, many a times, especially if you got a short bench. You got guys, you know, just have a short bench that night. Just say, hey, man, you pay attention to the clock. I'm not paying attention to the clock. You pay attention to the clock. I'm not going to put another player in there. And then you just got to release from the player's bench. And normally nine times out of ten, they get it. They've done it before or understand what you're talking about. But it's something that on when you're doing uh, adult league, keep that in the back of your mind. I know I've seen guys put them substitutes in the box. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do because that poor guy's got to sit there and waste two minutes of ice time that he's paid for to sit for his buddy. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But this was a really good question, Paul. And again, I could not find anywhere in the situation book or in the rule book that completely assessed this. The best thing I came up with. Uh, was the on-ice strength at five for the five-minute major, and then the other person just releases after a whistle when he gets his two minutes. Timekeeper should be able to take care of that. And then the other player for the additional two minutes, uh, he just has to sit there and serve his two minutes, and he comes out on another whistle. So all is done after seven minutes. Um, one thing for them, they said here, by rule, the five-minute gets served first, followed by a two-minute minor, but since the two-minute minor can still, they ran concurrent with the five-minute. So that's that's kind of right and kind of wrong. But the on-ice strength, hopefully, it, it didn't say in the post what his on-ice strength was, five on four to serve the major penalty. Uh, the other stuff's coincidental. You can figure it out. But the key, I think, for everybody is you got to pay attention to the on-ice strength when you're dealing with multiple penalties. If you get the on-ice strength right, the rest of it is just kind of paperwork. I don't say paperwork, but when you're especially if you're dealing with youth league and the coaches and everything evolved, because, of course, they become the expert in the rule book at this period of time is you just have to make sure you have that on-ice strength and communicate to the benches the on-ice strength. They Sometimes they can care less who's in the box, what's going on in the box, the, the times on there. And I mean, they will, but they won't. But it's all about the on-ice strength so that uh, you get that right. The rest of it is just guys going in and out of the box. So anyways, again, great question, Paul. Again, I just kind of trolled uh, Facebook, found this one this week, and thought it would be an interesting one. Also, for next week, uh, we're probably going to be talking about minor penalties again, how to assess minor penalties. I've got a couple of situations. I was going to pull up some of the, I call USA Hockey rule, but math. Got time in the next podcast. A couple of things I want to remind everybody, something that's very helpful for me, is I download from USA Hockey website the PDF rule book, and I have it on my computer. That's kind of how I search things. Uh, the rulebook app on my phone is awesome, but sometimes the searching is kind of weird. And if I can't find it with that, I usually, when I come home, I'll pull up my PDF. But make sure you download. There's two versions. Make sure you download the one that's the rulebook and the casebook. Because the casebook, to me, is almost as important or more important than the rulebook. Because the rule is going to give you, the rulebook gives you the rule. But how does USA What Hockey want you to interpret that rule? And most times you can find a similar situation in the casebook that you can relate to your situation on the ice. But again, everybody expects us to know this rule book cover to cover, and that's obviously not the reality. The reality is is that we have to know the rule book well enough to assess a penalty or assess some rule on the ice for the levels we're working. 
the higher levels you get, the more complicated things can come because the skill is much higher. Get out there, get your registrations done, classes done, and get everything else completed because uh, November 30th comes fast, especially when we get into the season. That's when our 2022-2023 registration expires. So get out there and get all that stuff done. Everybody have a great week. Uh, We'll come back next week with an awesome podcast talking about some minor penalty assessments, some of the things that have been added to the major penalties. And this was one thing I wanted to add is they assist a major penalty. And there's very few major penalties out there in the rule book that don't attach a game misconduct. So I was kind of curious to see whatever they would have assessed. I know that there's very few out there that are major penalties that do not tie nowadays to a game misconduct. Everybody, again, have a great week, and we appreciate everybody's support. 